Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Talks and Tasting Studios, this is a Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. I'm Bullhagen. This is Vicar. Peter's here. Hey, Pete. We got an amazing episode planned. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't crack us up, but it does. <laughs> I, I can tell Vicar's going to bring the energy today. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Filled with lasagna, well, can, ready to go. Ready. Turn channel four down a little bit. You're peaking. Oh, oh man. You're too pumped today. Yeah. Too pumped. <laughs> He's trying to make up for the flat tire over on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yes, I'm pumped because we got some new equipment at the Freak Factory. Oh. <laughs> You don't know Go what the on? freak. He doesn't know what the freak factory is. I don't know. Oh, I didn't realize that was. I thought he was just confused as to like why you weren't continuing to talk. Oh. Well, I mean, there's a l- multiple levels to my confusion. That's for sure. But if this itself is the freak factory, I didn't know it was called that. Well, because this isn't. Oh well, then I'm okay. I am. Confused. That's why I call the wellness center on the podcast. <laughs> I know what you're talking. Okay, we the got Jim. The Jim. The that's wellness right. Center. Yeah, new equipment. That's true. I know about that. And what they nice. get? Uh they, they replace all the machines. Oh, all of them? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And they're getting a, at some real squat racks. I suppose it's a long time coming. Yeah, yeah. most of that stuff the was original, original equipment since they yeah right opened in what like 2006 something like that. So I had to bring a beverage. I didn't either. It's gonna we're just gonna run dry here. <laughs> Actually, hey, uh, Vicker, I'm gonna get a, a beverage. You want anything? Yeah. I do. All right. I'll pick something out for you without carbs. Yeah, no carbs, no <laughs> caffeine, probably no liquids in it. No. <laughs> All right. I'll be right back. Uh, Vicar, uh, uh, say something very inspirational to the audience while I'm gone. Okay. I'm thinking. <laughs> Peter, play the Jeopardy music. Yeah. Got it. Uh, yeah, that's, that'll help. I don't know, Peter. You're going to have to give me a prompt. I, I don't even... <laughs> he, he, uh, he walked out of the room. I got nothing either. Oh, okay. Um, well, my cats have a mouse cornered in my wife's computer room. And that's been amusing because uh, Mrs. Vickers terrified of mice. And so it's been kind of off limits for her. But our house cats, they're pretty well fed. So they don't actually want to kill the poor thing. They want to treat it like a toy for, for like 24 hours. And there's evidence that one of our cats took the mouse into the bathtub and threw it around inside the bathtub for a while before it got away from her from there. And then it went and camped out in the computer room. So I put a mouse trap up on Mrs. Vicker's desk, hoping the mouse would, would go into it. But uh, either the mouse trap doesn't work or this mouse doesn't like peanut butter. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which. Are you sure that the mouse can climb on the desk? Why'd you put it on the because desk? Because it was on the floor and I left the room. And left the cats in there to harass the mouse. And later I came back and the, the, the cats had abandoned the hunt and I found the mouse up on the desk. So I think it climbed up one of the cables, one of the video mm. cables or something like that. So it was on the desk. And, uh, and I'm starting to grow attached to this mouse because one of the times that it was so nearby. So it's a computer mouse. No, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a mammal. Yeah, well, pretty good, but it was on the desk. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, I got it. It's <laughs> trying to be a computer mouse, but it's got fur. And uh, man, Vicar, I'm, I'm throwing jokes out here. Come on, you gotta wake up, man. Trying. Don't make me do my rock voice. Oh no, I'm trying to be interesting. Come on, try harder. Tell it about the mouse. <laughs> you got this. Wait, hey, what do you want to drink here? Well, it looks like I want an. Do you want? You can pick Pellegrino, and this one's pomegranate, and, and that, this one's blood orange, black raspberry. I think I'll keep the pomegranate cherry. That sounds wonderful. Um, okay. Sugar-free, I promise. We don't want to have any health hazards on the show. Yeah, right. I got to make up for the, hey, for the carp. Hey, Pete, what do you think of the, the, the facial here? Mom hasn't caught oh. on yet. She still hasn't caught on? <laughs> no. Uh, do I have to cut this out? Uh, no, she doesn't listen. Oh. She hasn't been listening. Oh, so. okay. Okay. So, but no, but somebody will tell her. No. Okay. I'm trusting you, listeners. Don't tell... Mrs. Bullhagen, this. This is very important. This is very let on. Important. This is not a joke. Not okay. a joke. I'll so, be careful. So here's the thing. 
uh, listener. And this sounds like me. So my wife, uh, my beloved, uh, does not like me in a mustache. Because many times I've had the beard, and then I shave the beard. Ah, ha, ha, look at I, I have a mustache. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I, I have the mustache. She says, oh, uh, she can't even look at me. She's like, I can't kiss her. All these things, right? Right. I kind of want a mustache. I think it kind of looks cool. She thinks I look creepy. I don't know. So this is what I've been doing. I've been growing my facial hair, right? Yeah. And with the beard and and the mustache. Right. And uh, I've been slowly making my beard shorter and shorter. <laughs> <laughs> while my mustache gets longer and longer. Now I just have to trim it. Yeah. The stash is awesome. Look it, at that. It's Look at legit, that I gotta say. But I you know, I didn't notice it standing out till now with the Now you see it, now right? Now you it. now you can't unsee it. I cannot unsee it. <laughs> you mostly have a mustache at this point. Right. <laughs> but it, it it was you know <laughs> gradual. It's like the frog in the boiling right. water. So <laughs> I, my, I trimmed this morning I trimmed my beard to two millimeters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, this almost needs to be a video podcast at this point, but but you did a good job describing yeah, it. Yeah, well, fear of the mind, right? There you go. Right. So, Fu Manchu. So, so uh, this is kind of a little social experience. When, like Kind of like uh, the whole calves thing, which you weren't here for, hmm. is uh, I secretly was training my calves to get like super muscular calves to, until my wife noticed. She never noticed that I had... I would walk around and just slowly flex my calves. She said nothing. So far, she hasn't said anything about this mustache. Everyone should look at me mm-hmm. and then... You know, so please, please, listener, you can have a chuckle on it, but please, please don't yeah. tell her my and don't bring it up in 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 real life either. Like you just heard this on the podcast. Right. Don't tell Bullhagen right. about and it. And it's working because Vicar didn't even notice. He's like, Vicar didn't notice. He didn't notice. Right. And then he looked at me and he said, he yeah. said, oh, oh, I can oh, see. Oh, it yeah. Now. You look like a 1970s cop. <laughs> I thought about doing a top 12 list of of biblical characters who would be great with a stash. Hmm. Uh, but I got I got sidetracked by something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My ADHD list was was uh, Mary Magdalene. That's what I was thinking too, like <laughs> Ruth and Esther or something. <laughs> yeah, probably Naomi actually. <laughs> Sarah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was thinking like. Uh, Esau, he'd be a great stash guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Or uh, Kane. Probably Kane. That's what came to mind was Kane. Like Samson would have been a great stash. Oh, yeah. Right? right? How, how about like like uh, King David, mm. 70s? Like Kind of like like he was young and, and rod, ruddy and handsome, and then as he got older, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep the, mash, the, the stash, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I picture him as clean shaven, but Saul, King Saul, I could picture with his dash. Okay. Kind of, you know, because sort of a bad guy thing. <laughs> How about the New Testament? Maybe Nicodemus? <laughs> yeah. That might work. You got anything, Pete? <laughs> this is why I didn't do a top 12. Because <laughs> there's not 12 to think of, like, you run out. Uh, John the Baptist? You know, yeah, of, but he, no, see, he'd have complete He'd uncapped. have to have complete uncapped. Like, yeah, yeah. like a good stash, like... You know, nicely trimmed. You know, a nice. Hmm. Maybe something like. Hopefully, Caiaphas. I didn't already say Paul slash Saul. Right, Saul pre. Yeah. Oh. Saul had the beard, and then. Paul <laughs> and then had he, just when he's the converted, mustache. he goes to stash. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing though? Like on the on like on the the last day, we finally see, you know. Yeah see our Lord, and he has a stash. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> <laughs> like all these depictions with the beard. Like no. That's been wrong. He had a stash this whole time. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> then I turned to my wife and say, see? <laughs> I'm getting bored of this. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Hey, Vicar, what am I preaching on? You are preaching on the Gospel of St. John, Chapter 8. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, 
and he is the judge. Truly, truly I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets, yet you say, If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died? And the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say, He is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father, Abraham, rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly I say to you, Before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. So, Vicar, there's a lot there. There's there's like a whole bunch of sermons there. Right? Yeah. Uh, historically, this is often um, uh, a, a time where where it was talked about uh, sinning against the Holy Spirit, rejecting rejection of the of the faith in Christ. Do you mean the fifth Sunday in Lent is historically that's what the, we talk the, about? This reading often has has been preached in those ways to talk oh, about okay. the unforgivable sin in the sense of rejecting Christ. Okay, right. And I, I don't really want to get into that too much right now. Um, I, I'm sure you've have have all sorts of different experiences with that that concept. Oh, yeah, of course. In your background, right? Um, but I would I would say this: if someone is worried that whether or not they can be forgiven if they've committed the forgivable sin, unforgivable sin, then they haven't. Right. If they're concerned with forgiveness, then they clearly have not committed the unpardonable sin. So that's what I will say. But this is a text where um, you can talk about the deity of Christ. Right. Right? Absolutely. Where where can you find this in this? Well, the deity of Christ. The, the end when he makes the claim that he, that Abraham knew of him and was glad to know of him and... So they accused him of like, well, how can you be even saying this? You're not even 50 years old. Right. And he says, before Abraham was, I am, which is a reference to the holy name of God. Yeah. So here uh, you have uh, a clear clear explanation of Christ that he is God. Divine. Yep. He is divine. The deity of of uh, He is the deity of Christ. He right. is fully, fully God. So you're, what, what are you saying about that, Vicar? Because you're preaching. I am. It's kind of remarkable. This this text isn't the one I chose for my sermon, my midweek sermon, which will have been on Wednesday by the time you hear this. But my sermon is about that Jesus is the Son of God. I've been doing a series, uh, Who Do You Say I Am? And on Wednesday past, it was that he's the Son of God. That is, he is divine. He is fully God. Um and so this text speaks to it. Uh, the one I selected is a little, uh, it's in the same book. It's in John, but I think it's two chapters later in John 10. Uh, but again, it's the same type of situation. He's in a confrontation with the Jews, and they're accusing him of making himself to be God. You, who are just a man, make yourself out to be God. Because he, he, he asks, well, why are you going to stone me to death? Which mm-hmm. good work? And not for any of your good works, but you, being just a man, have made yourself out to be God. Uh, and so they want to kill him for blasphemy. Because they don't believe he's God, right? Which is which is amazing. Because isn't that one of the great accusations against the church? What's that? You guys make yourselves out to be. Oh yeah, like how can you claim to speak? You you guys are so judgmental. What are you right holier than thou? Right, <laughs> right, right. But that that's just it. Because in their mind frame, they think we're spewing just forth opinions. We're going by, by mm. mm-hmm. our own thoughts and feelings on things, which we we are actually fight rather. We fight those things rather than right. Right, we don't go off of our feelings. Like that's the the goal is to avoid doing our that. opinions. Now, the Word of God does shape in our opinions. Oh, yeah. However, um, when there's a confrontation of it, we we learn from God's Word. Hmm. That's right. We conform to it. Now, there are lots of things here that you can you can talk about when it comes to that to this whole discussion. One is we're talking about people who are very religious, <laughs> right? 
right? Who knew mm-hmm. the Old Testament better than you do. Right. Um, and uh, who were seen as a religious leaders. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yet they missed the point. And uh, this is why you could say theology and doctrine really matter, right? Yeah. Because uh, um, you can completely miss the point. Right. And you can do all sorts of things that can confirm you in what you're thinking, but ultimately uh, it comes to Christ, his word, and what he says. That's why the word is essential to this too, right? Yeah. But what, what exactly does Jesus say about the word here? If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. There you go. Which means they will see. (laughs) (laughs) They will see death because they're not keeping it. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I have uh, a segment uh, coming up, and I'll talk about this a little bit more, uh, in a what it is, what it ain't, and what it could be. Have you ever done one of those before? No, not that I know of. Wow. It's been a while since I've done one of those then. Okay. Um. But Peter, you want there's something you want to talk to me about. You wanted to confront me about something. Apparently, there are uh, records that go way back. Oh. And he found out that I had gotten two speeding tickets doing digging <laughs> like background checks or something online. Apparently some records are. And so he gave me sent me a picture, all right? Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't understand the gospel. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Uh, where uh, <laughs> where uh, he texted me screenshots of when I had gotten two speeding tickets. I, I'm hoping this was a long time ago. Well, the the most recent one mm-hmm. is I, I had him look at the date mm-hmm. of it, okay? He's, Which I did notice, by the way, before you said anything. You did notice. Okay, yes. Okay, so... That was how long after you were born, Peter? That second one. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you got to concoct a story that you were racing to the hospital with a sick baby. No, I was no. racing to class to get to class on time. <laughs> okay. I bet you didn't then in that case if you got pulled over on the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, uh, must have been pretty good too. You got charged a lot of money for that one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I remember where it was, too. It, it doesn't say where it is, but I remember where it was. It was on, uh, uh, is it Vance? Do you know Do you know <laughs> if you're going south past the Coliseum across the river? Not not down Clinton, but... Uh, right. I know which one Parnell, is. is it? So whatever. And, it, and, and, and it, it, it crosses the river and then it angles to the right. Yep. And that was like only like a 25 or 30. Like Spy Run or something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was there. Yeah, that's one of those roads that's not very well uh, much traveled, but it's designed to hold a good capacity of cars. In other words, it feels like you can drive faster than it's posted, is what I'm trying to say. Right. And the other one was I had been visiting Peter's mother when we were dating, and I was coming back home like at 1230. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh Yes. Oh, was that before or after uh, Taco Bell? <laughs> uh, probably after. It was after. Because, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Peter, uh, meanwhile, you're giving me this hard time, and, and, and then not just a few days later, I get this text saying, well, I didn't get a ticket this time, or something <laughs> like that. Okay. <laughs> you didn't hear the full story. No, I did not. Well, we'll talk about this later. I got pulled over for an unjust reason and talked my way out of a ticket. It's fine. Sure. I'll tell you more later. Okay. Anyway. I was on my way to church. That helped. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You weren't borrowing one of your father's callers, were you? <laughs> you do what you got to do. <laughs> I, I, My thought was they've probably pulled him over because they thought he was a, a Russian oligarch because of his license plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, why don't we go ahead and do my uh, what it is, what it ain't, or what it could be. Peter, play the intro. What is it? Who knows? We do. It's time for what it is, what it ain't, what it could be. So uh, so the segment is uh, what it is, what it ain't, and what it could be. And I just take some 
some idea or thought or concept, and I talk about what it is. Okay. What it ain't. Yep. And what it could be. Is the third one speculative? Not speculative, but if you hold to this, what like how this doctrine will will help you understand things or help mm-hmm. the church or be So the third one's maybe practical. Right. Okay. Right. Does it make sense to you? Yeah, well we'll see. All right. So my uh what it is, what it ain't, and what it could be is on the deity of Christ. That's very good. I'm going to listen very carefully so I can find out if I have to edit one of my sermons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What it ain't. What it ain't. What Vicar said. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, what it is. What it is. It's essential to salvation. And I'm not just saying, like, the fact that Jesus is God is essential, but it's essential in faith to grab hold to the deity of Christ. Okay. If you don't, there's no salvation if you don't believe Jesus is God. Right. Yeah, it's hopeless. Absolutely hopeless. If, because then what he did, I mean, what he did has eternal value because he is the eternal son of God. And and if you if you reject the fact that Jesus is God, then then you're doing exactly what our gospel reading right. is. Yeah. Yeah, he was just a man. He wasn't even 50 years old. Right. He probably had a demon. Right. And was from some other country. Right. I like how it's like, you're Samaritan and have a demon. Right. It's like, ooh, ooh double. <laughs> How's he going to get out of this rap battle? <laughs> All right. Um, number two, or what it is. There's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> only three. <laughs> I get confused. What it is, it is essential to understanding the gospel. So one is, it's essential to, in faith, mm-hmm. believing that he is God. Second, it's essential to understanding how salvation works. It's essential, for example, to understand redemption. Right. To make full payment for our sins, he had to be God. Right. It's essential to understanding how Jesus could defeat sin, death, and the devil for us. Right? Yeah. It, all those things, it's essential. So if you don't understand the fact that Jesus is God, uh, then you won't understand the gospel. I agree. What it is, you talked about this, and I'll say it, uh, not talked about enough. Yeah, right. Uh, I kind of just did that one to set it up on a T for you, Vicar. Okay. Because you made that comment. I did. That... Then stand by it. Let's hear it. Well, it was... The way I was raised, we didn't use the phrase, Jesus is God. And so it sounded funny in my ear when I first started hearing it in the Lutheran circles. I had to acknowledge that it's a correct saying, but for some reason we shied away from saying that. And I think it's because we thought it would conflate him with the Father. We had no problem saying that the Father is God, but we rarely would, we wouldn't say Jesus is God. You would say he's Lord. He's God and you have Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And... And I didn't, so the vocabulary of the churches I was raised in, we didn't, I guess, learn all the way thoroughly what it meant that Jesus is Lord, which is nothing other than saying Jesus is God because of the, I'll say the etymology of the word Lord in English mm-hmm. and, and where, where it comes from. So, uh, so yeah, it's kind of interesting that uh, the hesitancy I felt with when I became Lutheran to that phrase was because it hadn't, the vocabulary hadn't been used that way in the churches I'd gone to before. All right. <laughs> what it is, I, I will say this. This is the teaching of the Bible. This truth is what gives the church and the work of the church its teeth, so to speak. Hmm. Meaning this, uh, um, to disobey God's word, to disobey Jesus' word is to disobey yeah, God's God. Word. The God, yeah. And uh, to forgive sins in Jesus' name with Jesus' word is... The forgiveness from God. The forgiveness from God. Um, and so when you think of the words where Jesus, in in reference to the work of the church, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. All right? Uh, the, what does that mean? That means Christ Jesus in his authority mm-hmm. as God. God is with you. His word is with you. He speaks in the work of the church. 
And so the teaching of the deity of Christ is one thing that really gives the work of the church its teeth. Hmm. You know, where Jesus says, I, Jesus as God says, I am with you always to the end of the age. Right. Right. That's not like, you know, I'm patting you on the back and I kind of can see what's going on. <laughs> right. 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 You know, he begins that discussion, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me with the command to go. Yeah. And so the the work of the church, when we talk about forgiveness of sins, it's not just an idea or concept. God is forgiving your sins. When you're talking about the Lord's Scepter, if, if Jesus is God, right, and you receive the body and blood of Christ, you know that who is with you, even in body and blood? God is with us, in body and blood. Uh, so, um, I think I worded it in the sermon not too long ago, God ripping heaven open. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So, this this is really, this teaching of the deity of Christ is what gives the work of the church its teeth, I think. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's the work of God. The church is the work of Jesus doing his work, God doing his work amongst the people. We are on a mission from God. All right. What it is, it helps us understand is humiliation. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Uh, because uh, if Jesus w- is fully God... Right. And was fully God and always will be fully right. God, right? When we, we think of him in, in human form, it helps us understand how he gave up and set, a, set aside. You know, as God, he understood righteousness. Hmm. And uh, we don't. <laughs> right. Um, to me, that when you think of the cross, uh, to, you know, they always say that uh, not having money isn't the worst feeling in the world for some people. It's having a lot of money and then having none. Right, losing it all. Right, right. Yeah, uh, because you know, you know what, what, it, what it's like. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I would say, apply it to our Lord Jesus. Right. He he knew what righteousness was. He knew the fullness of righteousness. He knew the fullness of his Father's will, and so. With that in mind, uh, imagine, you know, we, we get upset by sins, right? And right. we get it horrified by someone else's sins. Yeah. Right? Yeah, especially that other guy's right. sin. Right. And we, like, if you have ever been blamed for something that you did not do, mm. how does that feel? Uh, like, I want to be very, very defensive and adamant. No. Now, multiply that by knowing exact what full righteousness is. Hmm. And know what it's like to deal with what he was doing in our gospel reading. Right. Being told that he had a demon. And and then being knowing what righteousness is and then dying for that. Mm. I, you know, I think we might focus on the physical pain of his death, but, but think of, of that aspect of it. Right. Right. Like, I think we when we read that uh, Lama Lama Svakthanai, that's the one. Oh, yeah. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I, I don't know that we could ever fully understand. Yeah. Now, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I know there's some purists out there who are just like, oh, he said that completely wrong. I'm nervous saying it. Yeah. Just for that reason. Right. Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> but it does touch on like, what would that have been like? I mean, he here he is, God from eternity past. Son of God, and that's because of the sin that he had taken on that, as you just pointed out, he didn't even commit. God couldn't even face him, so to speak. Right. Uh, you know, the father had to turn his back, so to speak. It's like, like, you know, I've, I'm in my old age, I've grown comfortable, right? Yeah. Like, for me, like, I can't imagine camping in a tent for a week. No. <laughs> right. That's in my past. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> right? I can't imagine that. And I think, man, imagine like <laughs> doing what Christ did. Was, yeah. I mean, he was virtually homeless. I mean, I thought about that. Like we, the word homeless, we conjure up in our minds some kind of raggedy people or right. whatever. But like, I mean, in a way, right? He said he had no place to lay his head. Right I now. like what they do now. They like glorify, hey, I got the van life. No, van you're homeless. Life, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, the the latest stuff. <laughs> Check out my van. Uh, it's kind of homeless. Down by the river? <laughs> but, yeah. Unhoused is yeah. the way we start. You're, you're bathing, bathing outside, okay? <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 uh, my, 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 uh, I, I interrupted you. Oh, uh, well, I mean, that's. That's what it's like being the vicar. <laughs> All right. Listener, can you tell that we're uh, two-thirds away through Lent? <laughs> All right. What it ain't. You want some what it ain'ts? Yeah. All right. What it ain't. Uh, the deity of Christ it doesn't change according to our own definition and feelings. The reason why I put it this mm. way is, is it's very American especially to want to encounter God on our terms. Oh, yeah. And to allow us to define who God is, yep. what he does. Mm-hmm. We apply, uh, there are many areas of the of, of uh, churches where they, they don't even let Jesus use his own pronouns. They want to give him new pronouns. Yeah. I thought which is ironic. Believed, uh, yeah, I thought they believed in letting you have your preferred right. pronouns. So, I mean... So, so when it comes to Jesus being God, it's not a matter of you encountering God on your own terms. He's God. He decides. Right. You understand my point? Well, I know we can't make God out in our own image. I mean, it seems like that's what. And so you, we're prone and because to. Jesus is God, you cannot make Jesus in your own image according to how you think right. of Him, how you think He might be, how you think He will answer your questions. Uh, apart from his word by what he actually says. In the reading we had, in our gospel reading, uh, to reject Jesus is to reject the word of God. Right. Those two are inseparable. And so, you know, a lot of places, they, they want to make Jesus uh, and their understanding of God by their own definition, their own way. This is what's meaningful to me. This is what feels good to me. This is what I think mm-hmm. he would say. Right. It's not up to your definition. You're not God. Jesus is God, and he defines it. Right. I so, think does that make sense? It does. I mean, I think of like people who, like, if, if they're a capitalist, then they think Jesus would definitely be a capitalist. But if they're more of a socialist, they think, well, Jesus would definitely be a socialist. And they categorize him according to what they think is the, is the greater good. Yeah. Another thing, it ain't. Right? Uh, Jesus being God isn't one avenue to God as opposed right. to one of many. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, oh yeah, I can understand that Jesus is God, but some people can access him through Allah or right. or through all sorts of means that people like to kind of gloss over, you know, the fact that, well, um, they are very dedicated to their faith. Yes. Yeah, I've heard things like that. Yeah. You know, Jesus dealt with a lot of people who were very dedicated to his faith, their faith. Yeah. But in that reading, reading, Jesus gets to define who God is because he is God, and he's not one of options. Mm -hmm. He is the only, only one. The way, the truth, and the life. There you go. Mm -hmm. What it ain't. The fact that Jesus is God... It doesn't mean that he was less of a man. Right. That's one thing I want to point out, because sometimes people are confused about the temptations. Right. You know, of course he's God. Of course he's not going to fall into temptations, because he was God. Yeah. So it wasn't really tempting then, was it? Right. And it, it wasn't, but as far as it was tempting, however, I don't think... You know, he was going to, it wasn't a matter of poof, I'm God. This isn't going to be hard on me. Right. It doesn't say, yeah, it was still difficult. He was right? hungry. Yeah. And it was hurtful. Right. And, uh, um, but and so when we look at, at Jesus being fully God, it doesn't in any way diminish the fact that he was fully man. It doesn't right. diminish that at all. 
Right. I mean, and and as fully man, he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane that maybe, you know, if it was a way to not have to go to the cross, please let me go that way, but not my will, yours be done. Right. Or you think of his faith. You know, mm. he had the perfect faith as a man. That is interesting. Um, And uh, as one of us, which is why he could be our high priest as mm-hmm. one of us. And uh, so perhaps there were times where that was comforting. I'm sure it was. I mean, he spent a lot of time in praying. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he uh, found comfort in his father's words as a man and his own words because they were also God's words. Yeah. But you see in this text, he attributed in his humanity, he attributed those words to his father because his humanity was not diminished in any way. Right. Which is why Jesus said, uh, he, in a sense, he calls himself lesser than the Father. That's according to his humanity. Right. Right. And because just because he is fully God, and what he doesn't diminish the fact that he was fully human. What it ain't. Uh, my last one here is that he, he isn't one third of God. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Kind of basic stuff and, and Trinitarian stuff, but it's, you always got to say yeah, it. Yeah, you got to mention it. You got to say it, right. Uh, what, what What's my teaching on this, Peter? The The Father is 100% God. The Son is 100% God. The Holy Spirit, 100% God. How many gods? One. Great theology, horrible. Math, there you go. Yep. <laughs> All right. What it could be. What it could be. So what is this teaching... Before I get to mine, so you mentioned, can you have a sermon about? I do. Right. So how can this teaching help the believer, this understanding help the believer like tomorrow or the next day? I have been thinking about that. I think especially young people in the congregation when they get out to away from their parents to college, perhaps, um, they're going to encounter teachings that are that, oh, Christianity's a religion amongst many. Jesus is a religious figure amongst many. And to understand that, no, Jesus is the one true God uh, can help arm arm them, I suppose, uh, against those kinds of false equi- uh, equivocancies, whatever I'm trying to say. So equivalences. And so that's kind of what I thought as a practical application. There's probably better ones that are less academic, but that one comes to mind. Uh, preparing young people to encounter the world where they're going to hear that Jesus is just one religious figure amongst many. That's good. That's good. Um, I think uh, I'll give you an example of what I'm thinking of. Okay. Okay. When we think of one of the great, all-time great hymns of the Lutheran Church, what comes to mind to you? A mighty fortress is our God. Ah. (laughs) A mighty fortress is our God. Yeah. If you look at that hymn, it talks about all sorts of calamities that could happen. They could take goods, mm-hmm. fame, child, and wife. Right. Though the, all these be gone, our victory has been won. To me, the idea of Jesus being God is one of great strength when you're talking about spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. when you talk about struggles of in temptation, when you talk about wickedness all around us. I mean, you've been talking at length for the last several months about revelation of people, churches in great torment. Right. And if you could, one way you could sum up the entire book of Revelation is this, Jesus is God. (laughs) (laughs) Because those churches, those struggling churches needed to hear that Jesus is God. The one, the lamb who was sacrificed, now see him now. What does Jesus look like in eternity Right. What does Jesus look like on the throne? What does his peace look like? What does his kingdom look like? Uh, how how much reverence in his kingdom does he receive? I mean, all of those things um, point to this. It does, yeah. The book of Revelation is uh, framed up very nicely as that Jesus is God. That's definitely one of the key messages that John is trying to get across in his, in his letter. And, and so... Particularly then, apparently God seems to think that when the church is going through great tribulation, 
It's some, remember this, okay? I am God. <laughs> when you're going through great tribulation, remember, uh, yeah. Jesus is God because he may not look like it to your eyes right now. Mm-hmm. But let me give you, John, a vision of what he who he really is, even as you're in exile. Yeah. Or let me give you a vision, right. Daniel, of who God really is while you're in captivity. Right. So, so that's when I think what it could be. And this is all centered around the idea that Jesus is God. God. The one the one who uh is with you. Psalm 121 puts it this way, right? Uh, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. What do you have? Where does my help come from? It comes from the one who made everything. Right. To me, that's a great comfort. Right. And that's something to always remember. Right? To to put it in vicar terms, God is in control. (laughs) (laughs) I, I like that phrase. I, I know, do. I'm kidding. I kid, I kid. <laughs> Take the wheel. <laughs> oh, Vicar's in control. <laughs> uh, how we do it on time, Pete? Uh, we're at about 50 minutes raw, so about 45 minutes-ish. All right. Time so to... we can go for a while still if you guys have anything else you want to talk about. I'm closing my eyes. Oh, yeah. Vicar's favorite part. He's going to do it. All right. What am I going to do? Let the listener know. He is going to randomly <laughs> pull a book from that's the, the box. That's, there could be, like, if you weren't listening to the last episode and I say, I'm closing my eyes, and then you say, <laughs> he's going to do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's beginning to morb. <laughs> the listener, Vicar, could get a little confused. This is this is not a visual <laughs> I've been pretty good about describing okay. you pawing around inside the box for a book. All right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, yes. We That's have a couple, happen. some books where going through some of the things that are the, are the old church library. Yep. There's... Keep or stash, throw. Yeah. This is the we've potential. Not, we, have, we have not had good uh, luck yet. Right. We keep rolling. I'm just excited uh, to see if you end up tearing another one in half. Yeah. That was pretty good. We keep rolling a one. Yeah, who was it that they're like, they'd rip a phone book in half. They say, believe in God. Oh, gosh. I can't. I remember I'm sure exactly. you've probably seen them like four times. I didn't the see power them in team. person. The, the power team. They blow up a, like a, they'd even sell those like those rubber hot water things. <laughs> remember those? Then they'd blow them up like they'd inflate them and right. show how powerful their lungs were. Yeah. Peter, yeah. Do you see, this is a true story. So Peter, his, uh, his, uh. Uh, expertise in this format, this audio space, uh, goes way back, actually. Hmm. Okay. I was the sound guy in high school. Yes. And uh, the power team came to where they did. That's cool. They're like the high school plays and stuff where he was the sound guy, microphones, all that stuff, right? So he was the sound guy Hmm. for the power team. And I remember him coming home freaked out because they had an altar call. Oh yeah, that, and using yeah. Hip, hypnosis. <laughs> it was it, it that that show was literally just a hypnosis show. Like, oh no, they were doing everything they could to get you like to the point where you were just enough like you'd listen enough when they yelled, "Stand up and come to the front." Ah, like you just sort of obeyed out of get like, you out of trance. Like everyone's supposed to close their eyes and. Oh man, I've been in. That was like a normal ending of a church service where I went to church, like an altar call. Right. But if you if you like, have you ever been to a hypnosis show? A couple of them. But they're they're really not that different. Okay, it's the same, man. I'm super uncomfortable at a hypnotist right. show. I don't. I'm not entertained because it's right. either real, then something satanic is going on, or they're fake, and then why do I care? So. Right. <laughs> well, I can see there there could be some phenomenon going on with your. Well, I guess it could be psychosomatic or something. I guess. Rare, rare. Maybe it's like a, you're acting on in a dream or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't like But I will it. say this. It's probably not something a pastor should do, like if you're in a small town and you go up at the <laughs> fair to do, because then all of a sudden you could be on video doing all sorts of weird things. Yeah. Dancing to Michael Jackson or something. Right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so I'm here. He is. He's I doing am it. going through books. He's reaching into the box. Uh, He's going to uh, randomly pull You know, I've been just our... reacting. I think I haven't let Vicar, because part, you know, you need to learn Vicar. I do. 
uh, you need to learn because you'll have these kind of questions, right? So I think I might just grab one and then see what oh. give it to you. Oh my goodness! Okay, he's <laughs> handing the book to me. This he's already looked possible. at the title. Oh, this is this is a uh, this is going to be a good one. The Quiet Heart, Daily Devotionals for Women. Uh, what, what is it with silence? <laughs> I, maybe that's uh, uh, a woman thing. Uh, the lovely women of our our listenership. If you have any idea what the attraction to quiet hearts is, quiet space, quiet ears, can you just let yeah. me in? Because I mean, as someone with ADHD, I do not understand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that doesn't surprise me that you don't understand <laughs> about the quiet. I, I will say that this is from Harvest House Publishers, Eugene, Oregon. Oh. So, yeah. So, Eugene, Oregon does have a Christian publication. Uh Baker Books is there as well, I believe. Is that a sequel to The Quiet Place? It's best-selling <laughs> author of Quiet Moments for Women. So we got The Quiet Heart, the best-selling sequel, I suppose, to Quiet Moments for Women. Okay, well, let's see. I've opened it to Let Go and Let Grow, May 10th. Okay. All right. Okay, my, my, my childish brain is going crazy right now. <laughs> okay. Okay? All right. Because, like, I hear a quiet heart, mm-hmm. and then I think of quiet farts. <laughs> right. I mean, why wouldn't we think what of that? What was the name of that again? The, this is Let Go and Let Grow. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> what, are, what are some other, other titles? Oh, yeah, let's find. Let's See, if, can, see if this holds up here. Uh, bowing Out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I got a third one. All right. Never far apart. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, no. Uh, a great imitation. <laughs> this is terrible. I don't know if I get rid of this book because someone's going to raise a stink. <laughs> well, here's one called Safety Tips. <laughs> The voice and the echo. <laughs> no tomorrow. I <laughs> know tomorrow as well. That's pretty good. Oh, All let's right. see. So, uh, is Into your Vicar... hands. <laughs> Vicar, let's see if we can make a verdict on this one. Oh, is I have any, any kind of substance going on here. What you think? Well, so far, all I've done is read the titles. <laughs> so and... childish. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I, this isn't the type of thing I would like, no matter what, but how do you know when spring is just around the corner? Some people chart temperatures and declare that winter's ending when the mercury climbs to 60 degrees for three straight days. <laughs> like, I don't know. This type of thing kills me. Others watch weather maps or listen to forecasters. You know what? This is funny. It's like, you're making fun of this. This is like the majority of Vicar's sermon intros I've ever had <laughs> in my in the last 20 years. You laugh at that? How do we know yeah, when well, you seasons know. are... Well, we check the temperature. We open up the windows. We check outside. <laughs> but actually, it's kind of like... You, you laugh at this? I recognize this. Peter, you've heard a lot of Vickers. Oh, 100%. This has been said at least twice in your church. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> You know what's horrible is like, it sounds familiar. Now, I say that <laughs> just so that I'm looking at you, okay? Yeah. Because I want that to bother you, Vicar, right? The yeah. weird, bad intros. Yeah, I like content- context, though. I know. <laughs> but hopefully I don't do it quite this bad. No, this is taking know. too long. Let's go. Let's, let's. Okay, so we do a different one. I think this one's not going to. Does this have a library card in it? It, it has the envelope. Does that mean it okay. used to have a card? Yeah, maybe. Well, like, and you want to give it a once over? Yeah, let me give it a once over. I mean, I think it could be mostly harmless. <laughs> right. Quiet Moments, for written by the author of Quiet Moments for Women. <laughs> What's the author's name? Casting Out Google. Demons is one. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the <goodness>. Borrowed Cup. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Um, I'm just going to say this. There's so many better devotionals out there that rather than reading. Yeah. Because uh, I doubt this will, I don't think this will be sacramental. It won't be. I mean, not from that publisher. And 
Yeah. So, not as bad, but there again, like, stillness, quietness. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Do you? No, but I also don't understand arts and crafts. Okay. So, I don't know. I'm probably unqualified to know these things. All right. Should we do one more? Oh, we got plenty of time. All right. All right. Going for the box. Rustling around looking for a potential discard book. Will this one fare better than the last? Uh, yeah, this one is on the same order. I don't even... Okay, it's not fun to review one that's right. just like the one we just did. Right. <laughs> a quieter place. <laughs> right. I only got somebody those jokes let me. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta let them out. <laughs> They're never far apart. Right. <laughs> right. I wasn't gonna... I didn't want to go through number two. <laughs> I apologize. It's Lent. All right. Here you go. What is it? I don't even know. Okay. It's a very small book. 31 Family Devotions for Christmas. And this is... Well, I can't see those tiny print. I was going to say who the... All right. Barber Publishing. Merrily Parish is the author. That's in the same order. Give it back. Yeah. It's not not even... if There aren't 31s in Christmas. It has no advent. It does have recipes. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, French butter cookies. Right. Probably has beans. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to probably have to cut all that out, aren't you? Yeah, no, that'll be, that'll be fine. How I... come this episode's only 14 minutes long? Because <laughs> <laughs> they made fart jokes for 50 minutes. <laughs> all right. Okay, so another random book from the pile. National bestseller, First They Killed My Father. A daughter of Cambodia remembers. This seems too grim to make fun of. First of all, with a right. title like that, uh, this uh, the uh, endorsement on the front from the San Francisco Chronicle, a riveting memoir, an important, moving work that those who have suffered cannot afford to forget, and those who have been spared cannot afford to ignore. It actually, looks like an interesting book. Yeah, there's a lot of things happen in Cambodia that people don't even know about anymore. It was a gruesome. Oh, gruesome. yeah. I watched a documentary about this pretty recently. Peter, you're laughing. <laughs> so, so ominous. <laughs> what but, happened in Cambodia? We'll all right. This makes me... I need to go to my quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff happened in Cambodia. Yeah. Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge, the communist forces, took over the country. And if you looked like an intellectual, they figured you would be opposed to them. And so they were killing people because they were wearing glasses. So there are people who had to throw their glasses away to survive the, the new government. And like guys like heart surgeons had to pretend that they were uneducated ta- taxi cab drivers to survive the onslaught of the attacks of their, against their own people. They didn't want any of the intellectuals to oppose them, so they were killing them wholesale. So I know that happened under Pol Pot's Khmer Rouge. Uh, so... I wish I knew more about it. The Killing Fields is a pretty famous movie that was made about this time in Cambodia. Well, I guess I could, like, make Vicar read it. No, <laughs> oh, it's probably a pretty grim book. <laughs> actually, you know what, though? Actually, I'm going to put that on. I want to think about it. Just yeah, because. That might be a good book. Because as Christians, we think, oh, this could never happen. Right. Yeah? Yeah, it's it happens not... somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the probably keep around pretty grim book though you better right read, read. and you know i don't i don't know if it belongs in a church library this thing um so but but i think it's a, an important thing for us to be mindful of and to think about yeah hmm. all right <laughs> yeah that one that one's tough to make fun jokes about right though. i mean you can't really do i that. want five more minutes of content you want five okay Still for the book box. Reaching in, randomly pulling a book. Potential discard. What is it? Uh, Becoming Family. Hmm. How to build a step family that really works. Well, first you have to get divorced so that you can acquire a step family. Is that step one? Right. (laughs) 
Right, I might need this book after my wife finds out about my mustache plan. Right, you need plan B, how to build a step <laughs> She's not going to find out, because nobody's going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, this book might be really helpful. Maybe you just got to keep that one around. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be amazing, like, if, if like, uh, like, one morning she wakes up and she's like, wait a minute, how long have you had a mustache? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you can't get a you cannot get across the clean shaven line. I don't think you're gonna get to the point. I'm getting close though. Yeah, if you're at two millimeters for the beard and the mustache is virtually a full grown mustache. But the difference between a little hair and no <laughs> yeah. hair is way more than yeah. one millimeter until two millimeters. Alright. Yeah. You might have to kind of approach it asymptotically like not just two one zero but maybe she's just been so impressed in like halves that she hasn't noticed that that's it be. yeah she is shorter than you so maybe she never looks up that high <laughs> um i don't i don't think this oh the step family one not yeah. an overwhelmingly uh lutheran book well it, it's one of those things where there might be some helpful things in here mm-hmm. but I don't trust the publisher enough to say that it belongs because there are so many, you know, the word family and understanding family and what is family. It's yeah. Well, who's the publisher? Um, just not Lutheran. Is it? Yeah. I, 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 so I might, uh, I might actually use this in my own library. Yeah. And then if I see a need for it, got to bring it out. Because, uh, you know, then we don't have a lot of that situation right now here that we'd have to yeah, use it. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So it goes in the so keep pile, I suppose, is what I'll call it. <laughs> All right. Trying again. We got it. Hopefully we get a funny one. All right. Here you go, Vicar. I'll let you do this one. All right. Bless this mess and other prayers by the authors of Too Busy Not to P- Pray. Jokar and Imogene Sorley? Not sure to pronounce. Imogene? Imogene. Yeah. Or Abingdon Press. She changed her name to just a smiley face. Bless this mess. That just seems like one of those signs that you see on a wall in the kitchen of an, of an older couple, you know, next to the live, laugh. Oh, yeah. What's it? Live? I can't remember. Live, laugh. <laughs> Love. Right. Live like, and then next to that is bless this mess. I think it's one of those. But is that a real prayer? It looks like it is a prayer book, though. Once I open it, I see that uh, written in uh, kind of poetic lines, and each one ends with the word amen. So here's a sample, I guess. I'll read a sample, see how it goes. Well, Lord, this is really a mess of things. Just look at the fix we're in. All because of this ridiculous experiment of making us free to choose, free to fight, and gripe and rebel, free to get our kicks from bottles or pills or a hypodermic needle, free to be slobs or blobs. You could have made us worthy. It sure would have been easier. It seems I've got to go this Christian route, but it would be simpler if it were automatic. It's hey, hey, stop there. hey Peter, you think there's a prayer here about gang type activity? <laughs> At least 1,000 murders a year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you were here for that, right? I don't remember when we did that. Were you here? I don't know, like gang type activity. I don't know the reference. Oh, right now. we did an episode where I read a paper they had written in seminary that I couldn't, I believe. <laughs> Pastoral care uh, with, what was it? Uh, pastoral care for uh, gang. Inner city or something. Oh, inner city youth or something. Like right, and gang. how to help those who are in in, uh, you had to write it? I missed that part. I wrote a paper Ooh. I wrote in the seminary about gang violence. <laughs> <laughs> Which you were like a subject matter expert in right. back in your 20s. <laughs> it didn't age well. Let's just put it that way. I got a B plus on it. Well, because the professor didn't know anything about gang violence either. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, I've seen a movie or two, so I know a lot about it. <laughs> The 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 bait just is yo bro we're all in the same gang. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I think we know about that book. Okay, well I mean eventually it does shift. It doesn't 
it recognizes that they're wrong for the first things they were saying because it says you could have made me a puppet. God forbid. I don't want to be anybody's puppet. Okay. It's still kind of weird though. Cause right. you're telling God what you want. Okay. You're right. Right. That's kind of weird. Right. It changed, but not for the better. All right. Into the discard pile. Uh, well, we'll save the rest. We got more books here. Yeah. So, well, I'm running out of gas, Pete. Agreed. Let's end it here. All right. Well, thank you for riding along this journey. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've made quite a few clerical errors today, but hopefully you enjoyed the show. <laughs> uh, join us next time for the Clerical Errors Podcast. I'm Bulligan. This is Vicar. And may your ending be eloquent. <laughs> thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.